Not all readers are leaders, but all leaders are readers. Harry S. Truman. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Dominate Test Prep podcast. I am Brett Etheridge, host of the podcast and founder of Dominate Test Prep, and I am excited you're here. I'm just glad to be back with you, right? I apologize. It's been a little bit longer than I normally like between episodes, but it's been a busy season. So if you're like a lot of my students, maybe you are one of my students listening to this. Hello. Uh, but it's a busy time, right? You're scrambling to take your standardized tests to hit those round two and maybe even pretty soon round three application deadlines. So if you are in the throes of just actively preparing for your test, I hope things are going well and all the best of luck to you. But I did want to come to you with this episode to address a question that actually has sort of come onto my radar screen in a number of different ways recently. And so I thought, hey, this must be a question that a lot of people have right now. So let's go ahead and address it head on. So this is a mailbag segment from the mailbag, right? We've done a few of these where I field your questions and I just answer questions that you have submitted to me by email or comments on YouTube videos, sort of wherever you interact with me. And thank you for sending those in, by the way. If you guys have pressing questions you want answered, please reach out and maybe we'll address them on a future episode of the Dominate Test Prep podcast. But today I want to tackle a question submitted by Johanna. So Johanna emailed me the following. And by the way, this may sound familiar. I I think her email was so funny, kind of the way she worded it. But I understand that it's sort of a sentiment that a lot of you, my listeners, have. And she wrote me and she said, quote, I want to start reading more. And I bought Pride and Prejudice, the book, she said, and OMG, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, it is the most boring book I ever read, so I stopped. (laughs) And then she said, do you have any suggestions? I need to improve my verbal, and I want to read more to get more ability for the longer passage. English is my second language. Thank you so much. So the question is really, what should I be reading? Right, And actually, just yesterday, another student submitted a a comment, a question on one of my YouTube videos, and he said, can you also suggest some good novels or reading material for the GRE? Uh, So again, the same type of idea. The question, what should you be reading? We know it's important to read more. As you're preparing for your standardized test, obviously you want to be working on the X's and O's and learning different content and strategies, but One thing absolutely that you can and should be doing between now and test day is increasing the amount that you are reading. And so I am going to give you sort of three sources of reading material, three suggestions of things that you should be reading, sort of an answer to your question, Johanna, if you're listening to this, and for the rest of you as well. But first, let me sort of set the stage and just briefly comment on the purpose of reading. Why does it make sense for you to increase the amount you're reading? And by the way, my recommendation to you here and what I recommend to my students is that you increase the amount you're reading by 15 minutes a day. It may not sound like a lot, like 15 extra minutes a day. First of all, notice I said extra. So like this is extra reading above and beyond any preparation you're doing. So if you're already doing reading comprehension practice as part of your studying, I want you to read above and beyond that right? Maybe you just like to read, I don't know, maybe you read the Bible every day or you read a a romance novel before you go to bed at night. Like that's all great, but I want you to 
increase the amount you're reading by 15 minutes a day. And again, I'll tell you the types of things you should be reading. And that may not sound like a lot, but it adds up, right? If you think about it, 15 minutes a day, that's almost two extra hours per week. Some of you don't even read two hours a week, right? And so this is extra good reading. That adds up to about seven extra hours of reading per month that can and will make a difference for you on test day. And really, what's the purpose of reading? You know, one of the things that I'll remind you here is most standardized tests. So pretty much regardless of which standardized test you are studying for, whether it's the GMAT, the GRE, LSAT, like they all have a reading comprehension component. Or at the very least, you have to read even the math stuff, like you know, word problems. You have to read and understand what the word problem is asking you. So the point is reading plays a major role in your success on your standardized test, right? And guess what reading comprehension tests? Not a trick question. A bit of a rhetorical question <laughs> since you can't actually answer me or maybe you can kind of speak it out loud as you're driving in your car. Like what does reading comprehension test? Your ability to comprehend what you read. It's not rocket science, right? And now obviously in my courses, I teach all sorts of strategies and how to read the passages effectively and how to identify common wrong answers and, and all of that type of stuff, right? We can improve our reading comprehension. I could teach you stuff. But at the end of the day, one of the best things you can do to get better at reading is to read more. Now, I think back to my experience learning French, right? I studied French in high school and then in college. And I remember when I took my first college course, right? I was assigned my first novel to read. In high school, it was just a bunch of short passages and learning grammar and how to conjugate verbs and stuff like that. And I show up to college and they like assign an actual book to read. And I'm like, oh my gosh, right? And so I go home and they said, read chapter one, you know, for our next class. Well, honestly, it felt, if you guys have ever studied a foreign language, maybe English isn't your first language, you, you know what I'm talking about. Like, I felt like it took an hour to read one page. I'm like, this is not sustainable. How <laughs> in the world? And, and I have other courses and other stuff I have to read for other classes. And like, I can't be taking an hour to read one page, but that's what it took for me to understand what I was reading. I felt like I had to look up Every other word, practically, like dozens of words per page, I had to look up in the dictionary to figure out what they meant. And what is this word? Oh, this is a conjugation of a verb. And like, it just took me forever. But here's what happened. And if you've ever learned a foreign language, you know the experience. Little by little, right by the end of the semester, let's fast forward, I could read an entire page without stopping. And now it didn't take an hour, it took me just like a minute or two to read a whole page in a foreign language because I got better at doing it by doing it, by reading more. Now, that doesn't mean I didn't, you know, stumble on certain words, but I was able to figure out what those words meant in context because I just, I was just better at reading that foreign language. And then I could go back and I could look up certain words if I really wanted to know the exact definition. But again, I just got better at understanding what I was reading by reading more. And that's really the power and the benefit and really the purpose of reading more. You improve your ability to comprehend what you're reading, your ability to understand complex topics. You can start to get a feel for what sounds right, right? If you read something and it just, it doesn't sound quite right, maybe on your standardized test, you're picking up on the fact that, wait, like that idiom might be a little bit off. That's not how you say it in English. And how do you learn that? 
by doing it, by reading more, exposing yourself to more, you know, just experience of reading. It's how you improve your vocabulary, right? One of the best ways to improve your vocabulary is by reading. Yes, you can memorize lots of words, but you also learn in context and you learn by reading. And one of the other things and one of the other kind of purposes of reading is that it helps to build your mental stamina and what I call your boredom muscle, right? If you think back to kind of what Johanna was talking about, oh my gosh, it's the most boring book ever. Well, fine. I don't necessarily encourage you to waste too much time reading something that you find incredibly boring. And yet, sometimes the passages that you have to read on test day aren't going to be the most interesting passages to you. They might not be topics that you're particularly interested in, and you can't use that as an excuse for getting wrong answers. You can't like raise your hand and say, hey, Proctor, come over here a second. Uh, could I get a different passage? Like, this is a boring passage to me, <laughs> right? A little bit tongue-in-cheek, a little bit trying to be funny, but at the end of the day, you still have to figure out how to engage with the topic, understand what you're reading, and be able to answer questions correctly on test day. And you can develop that ability by reading, yes, even sometimes, stuff that's a little bit boring or outside of your wheelhouse. And so the more we do that kind of in the lead up to test day, the better off we will be. And oh, by the way, reading can and should be fun, right? What's another purpose of reading? to have fun and to engage with different ideas and like different worlds if you're reading fiction and you know all of that is a big part of reading as well. All right. So that's a bit of a preamble but I think an important preamble an important reminder for you of really the incredible benefits that come from reading. And now let's circle back to Johanna's specific question which is okay, I don't want to read Pride and, Pride and Prejudice. Fine. You don't have to read Pride and Prejudice, Johanna, but what should you be reading between now and test day? And I have three categories for you, or three suggestions, three types of things to read. And number one is you need to be reading real former passages from whatever test you are studying for. So if you're studying for the GMAT, you need to find real former passages that appeared on previous GMATs and read them. Same thing with the GRE. Read real former GRE reading comprehension passages, LSAT passages, executive assessment passages, SAT passages, right? And so get your hand on the definitive official guides. You've heard me talk about the official guides in previous episodes of the podcast, but pretty much regardless of which standardized test you are studying for, there's going to be some sort of official guide, official resource. You know, for the GMAT, it's called the GMAT official guide. For the GRE, the official guide to the GRE. The LSAT, you can get your hands on real former previous LSATs, and those are the sources of passages that you want to be reading. And the reality is that they all have slightly different, you know, emphasis. That they, they all feel a little bit different, right? If you give me a passage from one of those exams, I'm familiar enough with them that I can probably say, oh, this kind of feels like a GRE passage. Or um, my guess is this came from an LSAT, right? Some are a little bit longer, some are a little bit shorter, some are, you know, they're just they're just different, slightly different in different ways. And so, yes. You can read generally, and I'm going to talk about that, right? I have some more suggestions for you on what to read, but at the end of the day, there's really no substitute for reading real former passages. And toward that end, be careful. 
about getting passages from just random sources online, right? So many students go to these random blogs or forums and they think that they are reading real former passages and maybe they are, but maybe they were written by some random person in some random country for his or her blog and they may not be exactly representative of the types of things that you could see on test day. So that's number one. My number one suggestion, read real former passages. And number two, the second type of material that you should be reading between now and test day is quote unquote hard reading material. <laughs> so seek out hard stuff, hard material, the types of stuff that could be the sources that the GMAT pulls for its actual reading comprehension passages. The type of material that the LSAT is pulling from and the GRE is pulling from, right? So a lot of times the real exams are licensing actual passages from real sources. Now, you're not going to magically be able to figure out exactly what they are and like happen to choose an actual text that they may actually pull their passages from. That's not the purpose. But you still want to get comfortable with it, familiar with it, and you want to read some hard material. And you want to read this hard material for two reasons, two types of hard material. Number one, you want to read hard material to get used to the content, right? The ability to understand and comprehend what you are reading when you read some hard material. So you're reading it for comprehension. And the second reason you want to read this hard material is to improve your vocabulary. And some standardized tests, especially the GRE and the SAT, sort of put a premium on vocabulary. I guess less so now on the SAT, but definitely the GRE, they have question types that literally are testing your, your vocabulary, right? And so you want to read for vocabulary, and you also want to read for content comprehension. And let me give you a few recommendations in each of those areas. If you're picking hard material for comprehension for the content, seek out the types of passages and the type of material that is likely to appear in the passages that you're reading on your exam. And that would include science-based passages, social science passages, history, like archaeology, business. Those are the types of things you might see on test day. And so seek out those types of passages. Uh, one of my students um, in fact, I interviewed him on this podcast way back in episode eight. If you haven't listened to that episode and you're taking the GMAT, you might want to go back and read that or listen to that. But one of the things he said is that uh, you know, when he was studying for the GMAT, he read the New York Times science section every morning when he woke up. First thing, 15 minutes, 15 to 20 minutes before he started his day, he would read something from the New York Times science section. And he really attributes a lot of his success on the verbal section to doing that, right? Maybe you read Foreign Affairs Magazine or National Geographic or the Harvard Business Review, right? So there's like an infinite, a seemingly infinite number of potential sources, but real, actual, reputable journals or magazines or newspapers that would have the types of passages that we're talking about. And I would encourage you to ask yourself, what types of passages do you hate the most, <laughs> right? When you're doing your practice and a passage pops up and it's the type of passage where you say, oh man, I hate this stuff. I just hate history or I'm not good at the social sciences or I hate the business passages. Those are the types of passages you want to now go seek out. 
actually literally seek out those types of passages and read more of them. Because if they're, they're the type of things that you hate, that's what you need to get better at. And the way you get better at them is by reading more of them. All right. So from a comprehension and content standpoint, that's what we're talking about. From a vocabulary standpoint, really read anything where the authors use rich vocabulary, rich English vocabulary, right? And this can be the type of stuff you read for fun. It's totally okay to read a novel, pick a good book to read between now and test day, but pick something where the author uses rich vocabulary. Uh, Edgar Allan Poe, right? He's kind of dark, macabre, um, you know, his, his poems and his short stories. And yet he uses an incredibly rich vocabulary, the type of stuff where you may have to look up a few words per page because he uses that type of vocabulary in his writing. Uh, Sherlock Holmes, The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. He also uses some rich vocabulary. The Once and Future King by T.H. White is a book I really like and recommend to a lot of my students. It's fun reading, right? It's Lancelot and Guinevere and the Knights of the Round Table and Merlin and magic and all this type of stuff. Like it's fun to read and yet it is also going to help improve your vocabulary. And really just any of the classic American authors like Mark Twain or Nathaniel Hawthorne, just pick something and read it. And if you if you find yourself feeling like you need to look up a word or two every page, you've probably picked the right thing to help you with your vocabulary as you are preparing for test day. All right, so number one, read real former passages. Number two, Pick something else, a novel, a periodical, a magazine, and just start reading it more between now and test day. And then number three is there are some good apps and websites with passages and articles that you can read. Like any reading you really do between now and test day can help you. And there's a specific website that I want to point out that my students have found helpful, I think is a great resource, and it is called Read Theory. Dot org, dot org. So readtheory.org. I'll post a link to it in the show notes below, and you can sort of join a classroom that I've created on there as well. And what's great about that is that it adapts to your reading level. So you basically answer a bunch of questions in the beginning. You can sort of take a 20-minute little quiz uh, where they gauge your current reading ability. And then you just read some passages and answer some questions. And let me be very clear here and say that it's not specific to any standardized test. So I'm not encouraging or suggesting this, this website because I think it's going to help you with the actual types of reading comprehension questions you could see on test day. Although, they might. Some of the questions are very much big picture, main idea, primary purpose types of questions, which certainly is the type of stuff that you could see on test day, but just more so the ability to read some passages that are along the lines of what you could see on test day and get in the practice of you know answering some questions and just thinking about what you're reading. Just the experience of reading and thinking about what you're reading and engaging with the material so that you can answer some questions is in itself a useful exercise. And then what's cool is it sort of adapts to you, right? As you read some passages and then answer some questions, if you get a bunch of right answers, they'll give you some harder passages and eventually you can get up to, you know, 12th grade 
you know, kind of in high school reading level, which by the way, is the reading level of a lot of the passages on some of the standardized tests that you may be studying for. And then the passages can get even harder than that so that eventually you're reading graduate level types of passages at readtheory.org. So this would be supplemental reading. Again, the type of stuff that if you're seeking out additional reading content, that could be a resource for you, but start absolutely exhaust all of the official passages in whatever official guide that you have for your standardized test. Then pick something good to read between now and test day, like I mentioned in point number two. And then if you're wanting some additional resources, number three, check out readtheory.org and see if you think it will work well for you. So there you go. Johanna, I hope you have found this helpful. If you are listening to it, for the rest of you guys listening, hopefully you now understand the importance of reading more and have a few recommended resources for you to read between now and test day. Every little bit of extra reading you can do between now and test day will only help you. I am confident of it. So with that, we will wrap up. I'll let you get back to reading more, right? That, I guess, would be the action item. I always like to leave you with an action item. And very simply, find something, pick something, and increase the amount that you're reading by 15 minutes a day between now and test day. As always, like us, share us. Please leave us those five-star reviews if you have found this helpful. And yes, oh, by the way, if you have questions that you want answered on a future episode of the Dominate Test Prep podcast, please reach out to us directly. I always love hearing from you. I love hearing what you're enjoying from the podcast and then really what we can do to meet your needs. And the only way I will know that is if you tell us and let us know. So leave comments uh, and then just reach out to us and email us directly. I'll leave the contact information in the show notes below. Best of luck to you as you are preparing for your standardized test to hit those round two and round three application deadlines. But for now, I will sign off and talk to you again on the next episode of the Dominate Test Prep Podcast. Take care, everyone.